Oh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to what's going to be a very, very sombre weekend wrap. Uh, this week brought to you by Crowcast. Uh, with me, as always, is uh, Nikki New. How are you going, Nikki? I'm going well because I was watching documentaries <laughs> instead of the football. <laughs> and Macca, how are you doing, mate? Oh, great, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a very disappointing weekend of footy for the Adelaide Crows, um, and we will get right into it uh, after we do a little bit of uh, a score review. Uh, ra- oh, God, how am I going? A roundup of the weekend's results. So, uh, pretty. Um, predictable round of results, I would have thought, this week. Uh, on Friday night, we had Collingwood uh, getting over the Western Bulldogs at Western Bulldogs' home ground, uh, fairly comfortable in the end, by uh, 35 points, 90 to 55. Uh, yeah, when I watched that game, I thought to myself, uh, the way that Collingwood beat Western Bulldogs, perhaps we weren't that good last week after all. Because I thought Collingwood beat them pretty comfortably. Western Bulldogs were very ordinary. Yeah, I felt like they hung around for a while. They hung on and uh, Western Bulldogs were gallant. I I didn't think, again, I didn't think they played a particularly efficient game style. They seem to mess around a lot with it and I don't think they've got a lot of options up forward at the moment. Well, hilariously, they changed up their game style. So in a dry, on a dry day with the roof closed inside, they then decided to kick it more than handball. Yeah. So, um, boys, that was the game plan from last week. I'll tell you the other thing I don't understand out of that game, why the hell was the roof closed? Uh, AFL? Yeah, but when we've played there on a, on a nighttime game, the, half the time the roof's open. AFL, rules for Victorian teams, mm. rules for everybody else. Nikki's right. Yeah, don't like it. Um, on Saturday, uh, Richmond and St Kilda. St Kilda, again, gallant uh, between half forward and half back, but they just can't kick goals, St Kilda. It's woeful. Richmond getting up in the end reasonably comfortably, 105.77, but St Kilda were yapping around for a while, but they just couldn't put anything on the board. Yeah, they lack nothing in effort, but they're just mm. lacking class. But yeah. Their, their effort was great. Mm-hmm. It's just that cohesion going forward. Um, I did quite like um, them having McCartan on rants. Um, he didn't quite learn or didn't use it to his advantage like we saw JJ do against him. But Rance only got his kind of a lot of his possessions once he moved off of him for a small period and then they had to put him back on again. Mm. So it was, it was quite interesting that um, you saw that happening once again. Yeah, I I don't know. I still don't know about McCartan. I know your thoughts, um, Macaron. Yeah, you're never going to make. But you're uh, never going to make it to, to. Well, I say you're never going to make it. He's never going to be a star. Mm. But we can already see if you compare him. He's a big body forward who's come in like Hawkins, great in the under eighteen comps, not really showing so much. Comparing with what Fogarty's showing, Fogarty's not getting yeah the high possessions, but you can see he's got more tricks. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, um, and then we had uh, Brisbane and Sydney. That was an entertaining game. Sydney getting up in the end, uh, even though it was low scoring, sixty-seven to forty-nine. Fagan's got them playing a good brand of footy, and Sydney would be happy to get out of that with a win up at the Gabba, I reckon. Yeah, I think it's a good summary of it. Actually, Brisbane. Uh, I don't, don't think there's going to be too many easy games against them up there. Uh, take Charlie out. As soon as you take Charlie out, then they've got problems. Oh, I don't yeah. know whether they've got problems. No, no, they, they Charlie didn't have very much influence on the game at all, Nicky. And I thought that Brisbane, they, they, they were pretty, pretty gallant in the game. They, they were gallant, but they weren't ever. I don't think they were ever in a real chance to win it because of Charlie. They've been playing him off the wing, or they drop. Then they drop him to full forward, and he's been causing a lot of problems for teams. So that's when Brisbane have been getting that run. Sydney chopped him out, absolutely yeah. chopped him out, and they lost that. That flow. I, I guess what I'm thinking, Nikki, is there are losses and there's losses. Yeah, there's losses like we had today, <laughs> and there's losses like Brisbane had. And I would, <laughs> and I would have rather had one like Brisbane had. Yeah. Um, Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, I should say. Um, Essendon getting over the line at spotless uh, over GWS, ninety-five to sixty. Um, 
two things for me out of that game. First is GWS in a world of hurt, and Leon Cameron is the cause of that. And secondly, Mark Neild will never get another job in the AFL system anywhere. <laughs> because he shouldn't. But look, as soon as he gets ditched out of the Demons, they bloody turn it around. As soon as he gets ditched out of Essendon, they turn it around. What the, the hell? Money. What the hell? I don't know what he must do, but he must, whatever he does must be absolute shit. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, Essendon, uh, they've gone from... I mean, they started against us playing that, that fast footy and then they, they kind of went into a chip and... Chip and Mark kind of game that didn't really work for them. Now, uh, Worsfold's just uh, turned the blower up again and they're, they're playing that fast footy. And uh, they won't win every week because uh, it does leave them exposed uh, defensively. But I'll tell you what, they're dangerous every week now when playing that style of football because uh, they're going to score against you. Well, I watched that game. I really enjoyed the game, mm. actually. It was a very good game to watch. Yep. And uh, um, But G- GWS, they're... they're in a- they're in a world of hurt at the moment, I think. You know, uh, without the... harping on too much, sorry, Nick. Uh, I noticed GWS a lot of uh, a lot of times would do things that if they were a, a, another team, they'd get hauled over the coals. No teamwork, no bringing other players into the game, no looking to assist. Every every lad trying to do it off his own boot. Josh Kelly was one of them. So they're a whole team at Dangerfields. Well, they're a whole team of individuals, Nick, as I think we've uh, rightly pointed out in the past. Yeah, who who was the idiot who, when they actually started to get a run on, they were getting close to, you know, making comeback in the fourth, who then gave away a stupid free kick? Yeah, a 50-metre penalty, wasn't it? Wasn't right. And Leon Cameron led him off the hook. Uh, I don't think oh, Leon Cameron is a good... I don't think Leon Cameron's a good coach. Uh, I think uh, someone mm. made a good comment on Bigfooty. He said, Leon Cameron's crashed the Ferrari. I think they're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually watched the Geelong-Carlton game a bit more and I just occasionally would um, flick back. So Carlton actually gave it a good showing on that one. They did. 73-45 to 45 in the end, Geelong got up. Um, I still don't think Geelong are quite on the pace from a personnel point of view. Uh, and Carlton did uh, stick with them, even though it was a fairly low score. Yeah, well, there's no, no, there's way no that, that Geelong are going to win the flag this year, uh, and uh, it, Carlton hung in there. But Geelong really don't have a proper rap set up. Um, uh, the, I can't say his name. Uh, Break a little, bro- yeah, yeah. Uh, him. Sava. He broke. <laughs> yeah, he broke. He broke his leg, and and, and yeah, it's a pity. Oh, that was horrible. It was horrible because I've been watching the, the lad um, in the games that I played and. Um, he's learning it, and he was—he got a lovely leap on him, and he was going to be their ruckman. There's no doubt about that. And uh, what they've got is a couple of casts off from other teams that aren't very good. So that—that mm. uh, they got a major problem there, Geelong. And I guess they've got a Hawkers up at full forward, as you know, Nicky. Well, uh, you're not going to win too many with him if, if he's your man. Uh, and th- that broken leg was partly caused by Dangerfield once again. I mean, no, I, if I was if I was a Geelong supporter watching that game, I would have been so frustrated because he took out a number of his own teammates who were in better positions to mark, but he has to go and do it himself. Well, he landed on his leg and broke it. He yeah. did. Mm. Yeah, and that's a and, double and that break too. It's not going to be an easy one to get yeah, over. Yeah, it's going to be a long one, unfortunately. That could almost be... Yeah. I think they were people were actually talking that that, that could be almost a two year. It's a Trent Henshaw type back. situation. Yeah, not, not I feel yeah sorry. which is just horrible. Mm. I feel sorry for that because he was coming along nicely. Yeah, he was um, indeed. Uh, today we had uh, West Coast and Hawthorne fighting out an entertaining game. West Coast getting over the line uh, at Etihad, uh, which is good for their stocks, seventy five to sixty. One of the good games to watch for the weekend. Uh, I had to abandon it as soon as our game started. But, um, yeah, same. But I was enjoying it. It was a good game. Mm. But once again, early clock gumble nomination for the AFL. Hawthorne is not an Etihad um, tenant. So why were they playing West Coast there when they should have been playing it at the MCG? Yeah, and this is where the whole deal is for the uh, non-Victorian clubs. You know, a prime opportunity to give West Coast a game at the at the G, as you rightly point out, Hawthorne home ground. Not only is it a, um, a a missed opportunity to do that for West Coast, but if I was Hawthorne, I'd be saying, "Hang on a minute, why aren't we playing home?" It was yeah, basically why aren't we playing where we 
play, which is what our game plan is for, instead of you putting us on somewhere that's not our home ground. I mean, uh, the the grand final last year, notwithstanding we didn't play well, but I think it really it it brought this issue into the spotlight, and I think the AFL have to deal with it. Um, I think the fixturing software that they use, um, and you know, it's not easy to to run a, a fixture which has an imbalance. Um, but I think they have to factor in this this uh, this venue situation in Victoria um, for next season. Uh, North, sorry, go on. Sorry, I just wanted to laugh at that. Okay, uh, North Melbourne uh, also proving their credentials to a degree, winning over in Perth, uh, beating Fremantle eighty six to fifty eight. I didn't see the game, but uh, North Melbourne well, the, aren't doing yeah, a lot wrong at the moment. Well, I abandoned ours as soon as it finished and went over to that game. And uh, it was a good game in the sense of two teams desperate to win, but North Melbourne were just too good in the end. Mm. How'd Nat Fife go? Five, no, it gets plenty of it. doesn't do much with it. 31, um, 31 touches, eight clearances. Yeah, he handles quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I still don't think he's 100%. Well, no, he, he played quite well, but mm. um, when he... Get, when he handballs the ball, he's usually a lot better than when he kicks it. Mm. He doesn't find a man that often when he kicks it. Yeah, so anyway, that uh, leaves us with a rather interesting um, uh, ladder uh, with a few teams going in opposite directions. West Coast cementing their top spot, uh, nine wins, one loss, a healthy percentage. Then we've got Richmond clear in second, eight and two. And then we've got Melbourne and Sydney now clear in third on seven and three. Melbourne with a very healthy percentage uh, after today. Um, and then North, Geelong, Adelaide, Collingwood. And you probably throw in Port there as well, considering they had the bye. Um, mm-hmm. All even on points uh, from fifth to ninth. And uh, Adelaide going the wrong way at the moment. Uh, out of and those teams, lost about fifteen percent or something, didn't we? Yeah, uh, went from one hundred and twenty-four to one hundred and nine, I think. Um, not good. Um, Hawthorne just Matt out of the can eight. Do math. <laughs> Hawthorne <laughs> uh, in tenth on five and five, and then GWS certainly heading the wrong way. Uh, Essendon, Frio, and the Bulldogs. Uh, Gold Coast hanging in there. St Kilda need a forward line, uh, and Brisbane. Not getting a lot of reward for effort at the moment, but certainly looking okay. And Carlton still at the bottom, uh, which is good for our draft. <laughs> and that's about it. Uh, yeah, but Mel- Melbourne's position is not good for their happy no, bottom theirs. I know, I know. Anyway, speaking of Melbourne, let's get into the wrap up of the Crows Demons game. Do we have to? Hey, well, I still am able to play this music. <laughs> Get ugly. Damn, that's ugly. And it was what? ugly. No, no, no. It wasn't ugly. It was past ugly because it was way past ugly. Yeah, it was it, bloody terrible. It, it was fugly. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, uh, for those living in a shoebox, Melbourne, 23 goals, 8, 146, destroying Adelaide, 8 goals, 7, 55. Uh, even that score probably flatters Adelaide. Adelaide kicking three goals, three in the last quarter. Um, a margin of 91 points. Oh, my God. Give me your worst, guys. Well. <laughs> the midfield? I, yeah, well, we got slaughtered in the midfield. Absolutely slaughtered. and. You know, the two boys that uh, uh, carried us through so nicely in the other game previously, um, well, Camillus Yolman, he had a shitter, to be very honest. I, you know, I thought Greenwood wasn't too bad, but but certainly we, we got outclassed in the midfield. Um, we're slow compared to, to uh, Melbourne. Uh, and I guess it always looks that way when you're chasing arse all the time, but I do think they have a lot more quicker players than we've got. Uh, it didn't help uh, Brown getting a concussion in the second quarter, but, it, I mean, in terms of the overall result, that meant nothing really because we were just getting slaughtered all around the ground. But uh, and, and that's probably it. We did get slaughtered all around the ground, and that's why you get beat by that type of margin. Nick? 
Yeah, that really. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. I mean, it was started off with the fucking commentary. BT, oh my god, hate him. Oh, seriously, it was like. I, I, what is his, his comment at the very opening? Oh, Fogarty's been brought in to push over Lever. Fogarty's been playing for how many weeks, you dipshit? And- yeah, not only that. <laughs> we don't have many left. <laughs> no! <laughs> I mean, hello! <laughs> um, it was it was that midfield in the, those first five goals, and I'm yelling at the television straight away, just like, you lot, at poor defence, you fucking bastards in the midfield who were just letting them run free. I wouldn't do a head count in the Melbourne forward line because mm. they always had at least one player free, and that is not the way we play. No. Um, look, I think, um, and we'll go into obviously stats in a minute, but my, my view is that uh, our month or our two months of, of bad injuries has caught up to us. I think Hugh and, and Camille Siamon in particular look tired. Um you know, don't forget, even though we had a, a long break, it was still a heavy ground that we played on last week, and those lads have been going for quite some time without any help. Um, and uh, being a couple of rotations down, obviously, with Luke Brown going down uh, and uh, losing Seedsman before the game uh, didn't yeah. help Didn't help that situation either. We obviously got slaughtered, um, particularly at centre clearances. Max Gorn absolutely towed source Jacobs up and I've been saying this all season and source's time well, is up. I don't think you well, can argue actually, with me I, much longer. Well, I, I will contrast a little bit because those first five minutes Jacobs was actually winning all the taps. He was putting in some really proactive positions mm. but our midfielders were just like huh? And uh, Melbourne was actually going. He was beating Gorn and he was beating him around the ground. He was source, one of the few sh- no. in those first five minutes no. then yes he didn't do so well. You watched a replay from something, Nicky, not in the game I saw. No, the first five minutes, yeah, I'm actually watching it going, Jacobs is actually doing well here. Mm. But our midfield, you, you see it just well, in that. The well, first, they're probably not used the to Source getting, winning the tap, Nick, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, well, let's be know, honest. As PJ says, the disposal for Melbourne was 31 to 9 after five minutes. Yeah. And. Uh, you know that that's that's a fair reflection of the game. And yeah, the other, they just the didn't other, want to work. The other, the other thing that uh, uh, stood out to me is that we are susceptible on big wide grounds. It's becoming oh. a, it's becoming apparent. Yep. Well, the, um, the, the, remember I said to you that I picked Sydney, uh, mm. picked Adelaide to beat Sydney because we were playing on a small ground. Mm. When we when we were in that small ground, we can scrap with the best of them. Mm. But and but it comes back to the fact that we that we have too many players. Of average leg speed. Yeah. Um, and the, if you look at Melbourne, you know you they've probably got at least six players, maybe more, that have got a lot of pace. Yeah. You go through our side and you nominate the ones that have got extra pace, and there aren't too many. Well, and not only that, our traditional ground covers and uh, Tommy Lynch in particular. Now, Tom Lynch was wearing a t-shirt and. and Shorts in the warm up, and uh, I reckon he was almost a lay out because he didn't look right to me. Uh, from the first five minutes, he looked proppy to me. He couldn't stretch out, and he got he got blanketed by Bernie. But I, I think some of that was Bernie's defensive capability. But I think a lot of it was Tom's inability to cover the ground. Um, so he, we lacked a conduit. He was poor, really poor. Yeah, but I, don't, I really don't think he was right, Macca. I real I have a feeling that he's been he's been brought back, uh, and I don't. I think there's a few of them that aren't right. I, I think we are. I mean, Luke Brown, you know, he spends what, you know, ten minutes on the ground or whatever, and uh, it goes off with the injury that kept him out last week. I mean, what the hell is going on with this injury management situation at they, Adelaide? They said it was concussion. No, it was an adductor. Well, <laughs> Gerald Stevens said it was concussion. No, I think you'll find when, it. When, in the first quarter when he was actually, um, he was talking to one of the trainers, he was like at his chest and his head. That's where he was pointing to, so. Mm, I heard something different. But anyway, um, the, the thing, I don't think Matt Crouch is right. He didn't look like he was moving freely. Um you know, played as played a lot of the game sort of behind the ball uh, in our defensive area. No, no, no. He played behind the ball, standing alone, so he didn't have to go on somebody. 
Well, like, I'm just my point being, Nikki, that I think we've got blokes that are playing sore and playing injured at the moment, yeah. and there two that I that I highlighted. Um, Rory Atkins is clearly missing a heart muscle. Um, I don't know whether Wayne Miller was right. Uh, I, I'm just I'm very sceptical about our injury, injury management situation at the moment. Oh, we've got every right to be. The runs, the runs in that respect are on the board in, in terms of failure. Um, and, uh, you know, Pikey was uh, saying in his interview last week that, well, you know, that's the end of our injury run and we've, we've turned the corner because we've made a met, we've made adjustments, et cetera, et cetera. But, the, you know, we rolled out a couple more today. So um, it's a bit... When he made that comment, I thought it was a bit premature. Let's wait and see. Mm. Uh, Madeline points out in the chat that uh, it was Seedsman with a, an adductor, which is correct. My mistake. Um, yeah. Look, I um, uh, and as PJ rightly points out, Crouchy, he has a one-week hamstring, Macca. I, I I couldn't believe that. Uh, well, you don't have a one-week hamstring. You don't. You and he, I both know that. He either had one last week or he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> he had awareness. Yeah, well, we I think we're all becoming aware that situ- it doesn't matter what spin the club puts on it, um, something's not right. I heard again, Stephen Rowe said that there was whispers during the week that something wasn't right down at the club this week. Um, so who knows what that's all about. But so as much as Rowe is a deal, he does have a few contacts. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out anyway let's look at some head-to-head stacks and see uh well it's fairly obvious <laughs> we lost but let's let's have a look let's have a Did look we how, win any of them well you know we're minus 123 in disposals if you don't mind and uh four, down 43 and contested yeah is that like winning there, the most America. number of negative disposals ever 468 to 345 disposals uh melbourne going at a one-to-one kick to handball ratio just about they uh they ran the ball really well and brought others into the game really well used the width of the ground well i thought um and the like you, as you pointed out uh maca were quite quick um we went uh, at one and a half to one kicks to handballs but uh not that it did any good uh, another stat, another key stat where we are severely lacking 125 marks to 90 and of those 16 contested to seven uh we just couldn't snag a mark uh, we only took six marks inside 50 for the whole match to melbourne's 19 we got absolutely belted in the air um tackles well, when did we actually have forwards in the forward line most of the time they were standing on the half back line yeah, they can still mark the ball though. Uh, tackles were even. Hitouts. Source got slaughtered, fifty-four to twenty-six, of which most of that was. I mean, Gorn had forty-nine to Source's twenty-one. Uh, really disappointing effort from Source. I felt, and I, you know, why did they name O'Brien emergency? What What was the point? Because they they always name a ruck. Well, they don't. They haven't named O'Brien for a little while now. Yeah, and they have every week. No, they haven't for the no, last couple. No. They haven't for the last couple, Nick. First um, time about three weeks, Nicky. Yep, yeah. and it gave me the impression that Source might have been in some doubt. That's um, what I thought. But I reckon the doubt over Source is actually his ability to match it with good Ruckman. He's been towed by Grundy, and now he's been towed by Maxi Gorn. Um, those two, those two are the best Ruckman in the competition. Yeah, but beat. let's not forget, Macca. Source was in the All Australian conversation only a couple of years ago. But he can't get off the ground now. No, I know. I know. Really- that's what I'm saying. So we can't, like, we have to recognise the the level to which Source's output and his effectiveness has fallen, because he was in the same conversation as Max Gorn two years ago, and whereas Max has gone from strength to strength, uh, Source has fallen off a cliff. And I think he would admit. I think. I think um, Source would admit that himself. His. Yeah. You know, he's a proud he's a proud person, Source Jacobs, and I don't think he'd be happy with his performance. Um, well, you know, I see that you know in the chat it's been suggested that uh, by Simon Moyle that that uh, Brian gets a game, and I, I think I think it would be uh, a good time to give him a game because I, I don't think Source is having any favourable influence for us at the moment at all. No, he's he's stopped being a link player. Like, he, you know, at his best, he can provide that extra midfielder, that link player through the corridor. Uh, he's stopped providing that. Uh, he's not taking marks around the ground. Uh, we continually, although we broke even on stoppage clearances, 
Um, I feel like one of Sauce's great weaknesses at the moment is throwing clearances. Um, he seems to continually lose front position in throwing clearances, and he lost a ton of those um, today. And uh, uh, our, and the centre clearances were twenty to ten against. So I mean, yep. Uh, I, I've been saying it about about Sauce for a while, and I know people have had varying opinions, but I think today was a classic example of why he, at the very least, needs a bit of a uh, the same treatment as Tex. He needs a couple of weeks off. I think so. Yeah. I, I think you're right. And you know, I've been I've been one of his uh, half defenders, not totally defending, but uh, but you have to be honest. He he was very poor today. Mm. Yeah, um, in the chat they're drawing comparisons between uh, Source and Darren Jolly, and I think that's a really, really good um, comparison. Uh, Jolly did fall off the cliff very quickly, uh, and I think we may I hope not. I hope not. I hope Source is just playing a bit hurt and can bounce back. But geez, it doesn't look good from where I'm sitting. Um, not blaming the umpires by any stretch, but geez, it was a confusing game. Uh, umpiring wise holding the ball seemed to be thrown out um, and we didn't seem to jag many soft ones 22 um, to 13 in their favour differences being paid from one end to the other which yeah. is it, they need to be consistent if you're paying it one way you've got to pay it for everybody Lady should have had about three shots on goal I think in that last quarter yeah by, well, by Nicky, no. probably still would have missed him but <laughs> yeah but had two blatant pushes in the back and two, yeah like, in the, in the space of, like, one possession. And they, it wasn't like they had a 1,000 players around. It was pretty much in the open and two great big hands in the back and he sent him flying and it was just play on both times. And I looked at made sure I looked where the position of the umpire was. He was about 10 metres away out in the open. And I, I just couldn't... I just thought that particular umpire gave us a, a very, very raw go. And not that it really mattered because we were getting our asses caned anyhow. Mm. But we don't need any any other... Uh, things to get over. Yeah. We did get the rub of the green. I feel like, um, yeah, no, that's probably accurate, Mac. I didn't feel like we got the rub of the green. Um, There was some really weird ones. Like there was even one, uh, a not 15 paid to bets, I think in the second quarter. It was bloody clearly, clearly 15. Um, Yes, I know the one you're talking about. The other one that I was reading, the holding the ball where the guy bounced the ball, and was grabbed, and, and if you're in the process of bouncing a ball, whether you take possession back or not, and you're grabbed, you are holding the ball because mm. that's uh, counted as part, part of being positioned. And he just called play on. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't the reason we lost by any means. Um, not at all. Was, but I think the disparity and, and the umpiring performance was worth a comment, just simply because I didn't think it was uh, very good. At well, all. my only comment about really it just adds to the frustration we were already experiencing with the incompetence of our players. Yeah. Uh, look, clearances, as I mentioned, 39 to 28 of those. Uh, we had um, uh, centre clearances 20 to 10, so we got mopped up in the middle and considering how many goals were kicked, that had a, uh, made a real impact. Uh, around the ground, stoppage clearances were even, um, although uh, I felt that... Uh, Again, their clearance work seemed to be more effective. They seemed to get more value from their clearances than we did. Um, rebound 50s, as you'd expect, were in our favour, 38 to 28. Inside 50s, though, a whopping 24 differential, 62 inside 50s to 38. When's the last time you saw that in a game that at probably North Melbourne at Tassie, I reckon? Mm. Um, but t- contested possessions, I mean... Our game is built around contested possession. That's what you that's what you get when you talk to anyone from the Adelaide Crows. Our game is built around ground ball gets contested possession. We were minus what's that forty six minus forty six in contested possessions one sixty three to one one seven. Um, you know that's, that's, that's terrible. That that's is terrible. Less less than thirty contested possessions a quarter. Yeah, uh, that's. Uh, Wrong, and not only that, uncontested possessions. We were minus what's that, eighty three, three oh eight to two twenty five. We just didn't get our hands on the ball. Uh, three sixty eight effective disposals to two fifty six tells the story. Um, disposal efficiency was up as it should have been under those conditions. Um, marks I've already covered. Uh, the other one, um, oh, where was it? The score involvements one fifty eight to sixty three. Now I, I understand that's. Largely because Melbourne scored more, um, but uh, I think it also 
just shows that we didn't have any system when we got the ball. Well, we didn't have the ball as much as they did, of course. Um, that, but the one thing I did like about the way they played was when they when they cleared from the back lines, they'd maybe go one short one or one long one to somebody, but then they'd switch straight across the ground. And they always and they always had somebody anticipating that. Mm. And they, they, they caught us out of that so many times, and so we've all gathered on one side there to defend it. And all of a sudden, on the large oval, bang! It's gone across the other side, and they're out in the open, and they game ground as easy as pie and it, it, in fact they really it really it looked at times I, was, I said to Mrs Mack you know when uh, you got a club having its internal trial and they put the possible the, the possible versus the, the hopefuls yeah. you know <laughs> and we looked like the hopefuls yeah we didn't look very hopeful <laughs> was it 5-1 down or 4-1 to nothing in the first two seconds Anyway, no, we did look in, we looked incompetent against them. We were second to every contest. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the way they were playing, it was putting so much pressure on our defence because we kept getting caught out of position. Um, you know, it didn't it didn't feel like at any stage we had any control over that game, and we didn't have any firepower up forward. They they had three or four going up against Josh when he was going for the ball. Um, you know, Darcy was forced to play fairly high. We had Betts playing deep. We we didn't have a focal point, and as a consequence, because they had so much more of the play in in their defensive half, they were just running and spreading. And we, and I don't feel like our midfielders worked hard enough. Um, but I felt like they just had too many options on the wide ground. They moved the ball beautifully, Melbourne. Credit to them. And what they did as well is they pulled uh, defenders up very high mm. so that they could do all the Joe the Gooses. They were playing our game plan. Yeah. If they're playing our game plan, we should know how to stop it. It's not the one we use anymore. Well, why can't we stop what we know? We were playing them in front the whole the whole day, and I, I thought exactly the same, Nikki. Like, yeah, yeah. Once, once, once you push up to that halfback line, you need to actually cover the cover the space behind you. You're, you'd almost and rather a bloke before. getting, yeah, I know. You'd almost rather Hogan getting taking a mark, at, you know, high up near the wing, um, rather than him being able to double back and get one over the top. But we've uh, done that before, where, where mm. Tali has kind of recognised and gone, "I'm going to go mm. stay back." But because we were getting absolutely smashed, almost every single defender was, "I just have to beat my man." Mm. Um, I still think Talia had a decent game for the bits that Talia I did was see. Probably he, our best. Probably yeah, our best because um, he was actually bloody trying. Good effort, no, very good effort. It was you know really, really like King Canute trying to hold back the tide. You know, it, it just kept coming and coming and coming. But at least he bloody well tried. Mm. Anyway, let's get into some individual stats. Uh, not that they're anything worth writing home about. Oh, and psst, you two are wrong. I oh, know. I saw you put it up there, Nikki. <laughs> I checked. I went back to round six and moved it forward. Mm. O'Brien's been named emergency every single time. I could go further back. He's been named emergency for every single game. Mm, there you uh, go. I, have to, I have to be sexist in, so only a woman would have bothered with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, while, while we're, I don't, while I don't we're know talking, you guys. A, while we're you talking about the matter at hand, uh, Maka, you know the 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 uh, the, the real things. <laughs> I'm, not ta- I'm not taking that any further. Uh, your hair looks great, Nikki. And those jeans don't make your bum look big. <laughs> I hate to tell you, that there's no jeans that make my ass look small. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Um, Matty Crouch, he had 34 touches, but I didn't think he had a huge influence on the game at all, really. 14 and 20, uh, five marks, three tackles, eight clearances, um, two rebound 50s, had 14 contested possessions. Um, that turned it over a few times, spent 82% time on ground too, which is a fairly high number for someone coming back from a hamstring, Mecca. Um, no, I don't I don't think he did have a hamstring last week. What do you reckon he had? I, I have no idea, but you, there's no, like you said, there's no such thing as a one-week hamstring. Well, maybe he was playing with it. Do you know, do you know what I reckon? I reckon there's a lot of this tendonitis in the club. That's what I reckon. I think you're probably right. I reckon there's a lot of overuse uh, stuff going on, and I reckon that's why they tried to get to nurse Tex through. I reckon that's why they tried to nurse Miller through, and I reckon that's what they're doing with Crouchy and a couple of others. I reckon there's a lot of lot of overwork and overuse injuries down there at the moment. 
I will be disgusted if they keep this fitness guy uh, for wow. next year. Yeah. I'll be disgusted. Yeah, a few things going to happen because it's starting to mess with our season. We're only uh, one game out of the eight now. So anyway, Lady, similarly, uh, I think, and probably across the board really uh, for people, but uh, Lady had 30 touches as well, 13 and 17. He did take 10 marks, which is probably about, you know, what, about a fifth of the total marks that we took for the game. Um, now, Macca. He was actually put up forward in the last quarter, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, I did see him uh, up forward a bit. I was trying to work out or what in the he was midfield doing. a bit. I think. I think midfield. I think Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had to do something. At least they made some changes. Yeah, five tackles, well, six rebound, fifties. Had eight contested possessions. Went at eighty percent. Um, five intercepts. Um, two stoppage clearances. Um, but really, didn't get didn't get any value from his efforts. I don't think. Just interrupting, uh, did you see the pike stare at three-quarter time? Mm. Um, he was trying to communicate his hatred of the way they had played through just through his eyes, and, it, and I think it was coming through. But um, Oh, yeah, he's not a man you cross. No, he, he, really, he really was uh, glaring with, with a lot of nastiness in his, in his eyes, and uh, some of the players looked very uncomfortable. What it does so show, what it does show, uh, Macca, is that in the coach's eyes, this again, as with every other loss we've had so far this season, and probably every loss we've had in the last five bloody years, the coach thinks that it came down to mindset and effort. Yeah, but we, I think it is true. I, no, I think it's true. I actually think he's right. That, not disputing that, but I think that was the, that's the strongest communication yet that we've had from Don that it was that this is not structure, this is not personnel. He's not willing to make excuses for personnel and he viewed that train wreck as coming down to effort. Now, we're talking about a team that contended for a grand, uh, for a premiership last year and notwithstanding the challenges that we've faced uh, this season so far, injury-wise, the expectation has always been, and the mantra of the club has always been, next man up. And... Yep. Don's not letting him off the hook, and I really like that. Um, but I, I'm alarmed by the fact that this group seems to, at times, just throw in the towel. It does. No doubt about it. Anyway, Sam Gibson, 22 touches, 12 and 10, four tackles, uh, seven contests. He tried hard. Tried yeah, hard, he handy. didn't do much, really. Rory Atkins, another squibby 22 disposal game, 14 and 8. <laughs> Uh, four marks, two tackles where blokes fell into his arms, four inside 50s, <laughs> six contested possessions where he happened to be where the other people were at the time. You'd be uh, a little unkind, but... Uh, I, who, who, I, was, who was that? I missed it. Rory Atkins, Atkins five score involvements, oh. nearly five. I, I, I saw him go in twice. Mm. No, it was a good game by Rory. <laughs> I don't think you're serious. <laughs> I think Rory's very lucky this week because I reckon there's worse players than him. Far worse, far worse. Um, but I think blokes like Rory Atkins actually were symptomatic of of what was going on because it was those blokes that weren't spreading. We weren't getting options from our outside players. You know, we can we can hang shit on Greenwood and and Ellis Yeoman as much as we like about the inside ball, but the fact was. Melbourne had so many free runners, and that's on the outside yep. players. That's not yeah. on the inside runner. That's not on the inside um, bulldozers. That's on the outside players. And Rory Atkins is a bony, fighty, one hundred percent outside player. So was yep. he was he playing accountable footy or was he playing seagull footy? I don't know. Uh, he's always been a seagull. Well, there, I mean, there were moments where he tried to slightly be accountable. As I said, I thought two times. I thought I saw it. Hmm. Uh, look, I, I don't doubt Rory's efforts. I, I doubt. I, I don't particularly like the priority he places on certain actions at sometimes. And and I think he, he needed to have a defensive aspect to his running. And it, from from the TV, um, you know, it didn't look like he was covering the ground defensively. Anyway, and I was a bit harsh, um, so I apologise to the Atkins community and and and, and broader, broader broader Australia. Yeah, um, 
Hugh Greenwood, <laughs> one of his quieter games, uh, although he still had 10 tackles, if you don't mind. 14 and 7 for 21. 10 tackles that I mentioned. 6 inside 50s, 4 clearances. He um, did have a lot of tackles he missed, though, which was really unusual. Mm. He was reaching a bit more. He couldn't get close enough. Mm. Well, Even I thought he, Jones. I thought he tried his ass off, but he was overwhelmed by the numbers of classy players around him. Yeah. Good, yeah. The, good assessment, Macca. And I also reckon, Nicky, that that might be an indicator of tiredness. To me, he looked tired. So he was just, uh, a, ste- yeah. uh, just a step off making those tackles all the time. Um, and, and we know he can nail yeah, those tackles it's, so it's nicely. Not a, it's not a weakness of his. Um, well, uh, I, he, thought, I thought anything Cam was more a victim of that yeah, than him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Cam looked cooked, to be honest with you. Um, he, I, I saw him jogging. A lot of times when he should have been running, he didn't look right to me. He didn't look like he looked tired. Yeah, he lacked zip. Yeah, 9 and 5 for Cam for 14, only one mark, uh, five tackles, uh, five clearances, but six clangers, only six contested possessions, down from a game-high 21 last week, only yeah, went at 50% disposal efficiency uh, and, t- and eight turnovers. It was a disappointing game from Cameron, but... Given the the run of games that he's had, uh, you know, for a twenty five year old, uh, twenty five game player, um, it's, uh, we sh- we can't be too quick to burn these guys because they've carried a huge load over the last month and a half. Oh, yeah, not, that's certainly not burning these guys, but they were worse than them. Yeah. Um. What did JJ have? Um. Not too bad, actually. Ham sandwich. Uh. 12 kicks, two handballs, uh, took seven marks, four tackles, um, three hitouts, kicked 1-1. Uh, um, See, I actually I actually thought he tried. He was one of our forwards who was actually really trying. Yeah, I agree. He had he had he was the focus of Melbourne's defence. I think they they realised that we were going to kick it on Jenkins more often than not. We seem to play JJ a bit deeper um, again this week. Um, and he just had blokes hanging off him the whole whole game, and and there were a couple of times where he made a contest that in the past you would uh, have thought that he wouldn't have made. Um, so I thought he competed pretty well. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, we have very few players, but I'd probably put him up in our best. Yep. Because yep. because of that, yep, his effort, I, I was really pleased to say. I agree. I also thought Tommy today um, battled hard, uh, six and fifteen for twenty one, five marks. Four tackles. They're very high up in our best, I thought. Yeah. Um, Nine contested and, and, possessions. And, and he was going as strong at the end as he was at the beginning. What, so what, is, it, what is it with you guys tonight not letting me finish my bloody stats? Because <laughs> we want this over and done with really every, quick. Every fucking time. <laughs> Apolo- apology. <laughs> yeah, I want it done too. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, nine intercepts. I, th- I thought it did really well. Um, but, you know, against a, against a flood... Uh, Gibbsy was quiet again. Uh, early season form is sort of tapering a bit. Uh, Eleven and eight. He, he did a couple of some. Re- he did mm. a couple of like really nice things, but once again, it's that longer consistency. And I wonder what it would have been like if there wasn't Matt Crouch there once again. Well, here's a thought. You know, we all said we had to decarbonise Bryce Gibbs. Have we Adelaideified Bryce Gibbs because he came across and he started with an absolute bang? And now he's dropped back to our second or third midfielder. Now, let's not forget, we paid a pretty penny for Bryce Gibbs. Yep. You know, and with that should come some expectations. He should be, week in, week out, our best one or two midfielder. So Let's not let him off the hook. You know, he he needs to do more. And I think over the last month, uh, I, I mentioned a few weeks ago, I thought he looked crook, but maybe he's just tapered off. Um, because he hasn't really come back. I mean, he had a good game last week um, in in those wet conditions, but uh, I don't know whether he's whether he's also struggling under the training load. I'm not sure, um, but we need more from Bryce, as we do from Richard Douglas. I thought Richard Douglas tried hard, but he just wasn't effective. And he made the stupid bloody wrong decisions. Well, he just wasn't effective. 11 and 7 is not enough output for effort, I think, from Dougie. Um, I thought I thought he tried his ass off, um, yeah. but but the usual 
And he did a couple of good things. Uh, that, that goal in particular was very, very good. Yeah. Uh, and also the set shot goal was very, very good. Yeah. But the but it, the same guy also did some real, well, real fuck ups as well. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it, it's I think this is what you get from Dougie. Look, we got the let, good, bad, and ugly from him in one game. Let Let's not Let's not dress this up too much. Our Our midfield let Angus Brayshaw. Who not only mm-hmm. is a Brayshaw, which is one strike, <laughs> but also is a rookie, basically. Get thirty-seven touches and fourteen marks and kick three goals. We were scared of the helmet. No, not good no. enough. How does that no, lad get off the chain like that? Thirty-two no, uncontested possessions. You, no, you're, you're totally right. Totally right. Nearly eight hundred meters gained. He absolutely slaughtered us. Absolutely. The rest of their midfield were, were handball happy. Jack Viney, Clayton Oliver, Oliver, Nathan Jones all went at at least uh, one kick to two handballs. Angus Brayshaw just killed us on the outside. Killed us. What about Jack Viney? My God. Yeah, well, Jack... Hate him. Nah, good player. You can hate him. He's a bloody good footballer, though. Anyway. Yeah, he's a thug, though. Back, back, no, he's just a hard player. Um, back to us, uh, Dave McKay, another Dave McKay game. Tommy Lynch, as we've discussed already, to me didn't look Dave right. Dave McKay should get a special award, though, Phoenix. Why? Well, that, that, well the, the, the comedy uh, section of the game, where he, that goal where he managed to fumble it to get it right down the line and then put it out of his reach lying on the ground so the guy could soccer it through for a goal. Mm. That's what you get from your 200-game stars, Maka. Well, I must admit that was just... I couldn't believe it. That, yeah. that, I know we've, we've, uh, we've hit this boat with whips so many times, but... No, but um, I think we've been balanced with DMAC this year. I think we've given credit where it's due. And, and that's probably a fair point because he has had some good games this year. Yeah. But, re- but really, I just thought he hit a low point again today with that, with that particular one. Yeah. He Look, did, but you noticed who the first player was to come and, you know, pat him on the head, so it's all right. It was Dodag. Yeah, he said, I'll do it next time for yeah. you. So yeah, just, <laughs> just, just, just sit down, D-Mac, we'll be right. Um, Tails, I think, was our best, my best anyway, and we'll get to those awards in a minute. Nine and nine for 18, took eight marks, um, but Good just effort. was a bit of a rock in defence. Ten contested possessions. Um, and tried ten, it, ten one percenters, and also ten intercept possessions. I think I thought he did really well. Miller was eh, patchy in and out, didn't really do much. Um, we've discussed JJ and Ellis Yeoman. I thought Kyle Hardigan was okay as well. Uh, not- I, did, I did have to laugh at one stage when they said, oh, he's, um, I think it was Bruce McAvoy, he said, oh, yeah, and Hardigan's not quick. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he yes, is. he is. He is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just runs, runs in the wrong direction somewhere. Um, Jake, <laughs> Jake Kelly is starting to worry me as well. Um, oh, I thought he was injured. He did not look right. Mm. He was that was very un Jake Kelly like. I'm with Nicky. Uh, uh, he he normally is uh, somebody busts his ass, but uh, you know it, it, today he, he couldn't. Was, he just he, couldn't. I'm with you, Nicky. I think he's I think he's playing injured too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miles Polky, I think they're playing him out of position. He looks a little bit lost where they're playing him in, in that sort of. Small half-forward role. Um, I think he's a bona fide midfielder, and I think if they're going to play him, they should give him a run through there at least. I agree. I uh, actually would have liked him to put Gallucci through the midfield because then we would have had some speed, fucking pace. Bit of speed. I think you're right there, Nick. Um, Darcy Fogarty, uh, I thought, tried hard for not much Took return. a screamer. Took six marks, and, yeah, one of them was fantastic. Um, we we know what Darcy's going to be. Um, Betts, started bri- Betts started brightly but then just disappeared. Opportunity, um, lack of absolute. Yeah, yeah, but again, what happened to the bloody? What happened to the tactic of running Eddie off the back of the square or giving him a run through the midfield? For God's sakes, they did that. They did that a little bit, but I think um, any time he did, Jetta went with him. Mm. Um, And then, then you've got another runner in there. There was a couple of times, especially in that last quarter, um, after that stare down by Pike, we actually came out firing. We we couldn't get the goals on the board, but there was a much more intent going on. And Eddie was one of those. He was just he was trying to put pressure on and um McAvaney actually said about it. Well Campbell Brown said, Oh, Eddie's had a bad day and he went, Well, no, he's had a lack of opportunities, but every time he's had an opportunity, he's tried to make the most of it and he's still um 
done fairly well considering how starved mm. he was of opportunity. So it's, mm. yeah, it's a catch-22 there with Eddie mm. because no. if our midfield isn't doing it, getting it down there, what can he really do? Well, that's yeah. right. But I think I think uh, the coach could uh, run him up the ground a little bit more often. I think that did happen in the last quarter. Mm. Oh, I was asleep then. <laughs> yeah, you uh, were. Uh, Jordan Gallucci, uh, only the seven kicks, uh, didn't really have much of an influence on the game as well. Uh, Sammy Jacobs, we talked about, and Lukey Brown got injured and was ineffective, and that's really all she wrote with regards to individual stats. Just on that uh, one, one uh, stat that really supports what I said about Eddie, um, we only had 38 inside 50, so they're 62. Mm-hmm. So it, the ball was really two-thirds of the time down the other end, just yep. about. Yep, I think uh, up until midway through the third quarter, I think it was 65-45% time in uh, forward half. So not necessarily inside 50s, but time spent forward of centre. Uh, you know, I think if you, if you were to summarise uh, our game today, I think the only word you could really use would be pathetic. Um you know, if for a team that prides itself on being a premiership contender and, and given the fact we had some good players out, and I accept that, um, it certainly wasn't the effort of a team that is going to play in the finals at all. Um, and the one thing that really stood out for me was, A, that we're slow compared to other teams and um, we, we, we certainly don't play. Our game plan doesn't work very well on great big ovals. And the other thing was a lack of leadership on the ground. I thought it was a total lack of leadership. Yeah, I agree with that, Macker. I think leadership was lacking. Um, I Look, and I think... I don't think we necessarily lack pace. I just don't think we're right as a squad. I, you know, blokes like Wayne Miller don't lack pace, but did we see him do show much of that today? No. You know, often, no really. surprise that he's, you know, got hamstring tendonitis or knee tendonitis or whatever the other te- tendonitis. You know, we've got, we've got blokes, I think, that aren't right. And uh, the bye can't, can't, can't come soon enough uh, for this squad, I don't think. And I don't even know whether the bye is going to be enough. Um, but we're in, we're in deep trouble at this point, in my opinion. Well, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's uh, we're going to play like that. We, 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 it doesn't really matter, does it? We won't be playing in finals at all. Well, you um, know, the effort, can, the effort was definitely the issue, but I just wonder, given what we know and given what's been made public about our injury concerns, whether the effort was indicative of a squad that is is running on fumes at the moment. And then you look at a, a you look at selection and you think, well, why the hell didn't we pick a bit of pace? We had Kirtley Hampton in the twos who played really well. Um, you know, we dropped Lockie Murphy. I don't actually understand why we dropped Lockie Murphy. No, um, I don't understand that one at all. You know, I yes, would've, same because he's got speed, speed, which we needed on the big ground. Speed and aggression, and you know, we left Miles Paholke in. I would have far preferred to see um, Lockie in over over Miles. No disrespect to Miles, but I think Lockie's been playing better, and I think Lockie is borderline best twenty-two for us at the moment. To be honest with you. Um, you know, we've got Paddy, Paddy Wilson in the twos. He's been playing well, can't get a sniff. Um, you know, my thoughts on Harry Deere are uh, long and laborious. So, I mean, selection is, is odd when you consider we're bringing Matt Crouch back after a one-week hamstring. We bring, bring Luke Brown back early, in my opinion. We've got blokes that seem to be carrying stuff. We've, we're pushing young lads to the limit with Greenwood and Ellis Yeoman, who've carried a huge load. Um it's baffling at the moment. It, it seems to be crisis management to me. Well, certainly it, we're heading towards crisis. There's no doubt about that. And uh, um, there's, there's no doubt that the, the whole, um, well, I can't use some of the expressions I used to use in the old days, but um, <laughs> um, the the real thing that that's causing all the problems is the alleged different fitness program we've gone down the hamstring strengthening thing or whatever it's called I don't, I don't know what they call it but whatever they've done and they've done it differently is uh caused basically us to be in this position that we're in now mm. yep and it'll be interesting to see how we navigate the rest of the season and uh if it goes the way it appears to be going 
what they're going to do about it at uh, postseason. Uh, next week, of course, we've got GWS too, um, and they've been playing like crap. And the only thing that's probably in our favour in that one is that we're playing at the Oval. So, and they're highly likely to still be playing like crap. Yeah. That's so right. where, where, where is that one being played at? Adelaide Oval. It is, it is a home game for us, is it? Home game Sunday after or Sunday, yeah, Sunday twilight. Yeah, with the with the last with the last one because with the Sunday twilight because we played up there and then they would the AFL wouldn't let us wear our Indigenous guernsey because it was too close a clash because um, we were going to wear it today. Um, right. Yeah, and then we'll be wearing it again next week. So that's why we played up there was because it's one of our mandated games is that we have the Sir Doug Nichols um, game at home. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we'll round out this by going through our awards. Uh, difficult this week, but uh, we may as well do them because, uh, you know, there weren't, it wasn't 22 playing badly. So let's uh, start off with the Jet of the Week. For well, me, it was Talia. Yeah, Talia with honourable mentions, I think, to JJ and um, Duday. Nick, yeah, you did well, Nicky. You happy with that, Maka? Yep, happy with that. <laughs> it's the quickest bloody round of awards ever. Uh, <laughs> the breakout award, who did we have uh, eligible this week? We had uh, Greenwood, Duday, um, Ellis Yolman. Miller doesn't count, does he? Does he count still? I can't remember. Uh, Paholki, th- Fogarty, Galucci. Yeah, I think he does count. I think um, he does, but I, yeah. Yeah, oh, but for me, whilst Vardy Magic said Miller are tried, I think it's it's got to be the dude. So easily. Dude, you're Fogarty for mine. I actually thought Fogarty, despite not having huge output, I, I felt felt like, he did like when you talk about opportunities for bets. I think Fogarty yeah. suffered from a similar fate, and I think when the ball was in his vicinity, I think he worked really, really hard. But I probably will tip it over to today. Um, uh, just. And, and you're right because even when they put um, and they've done it a couple of times when they put Fogarty down back, he reads the play so beautifully. Mm. Yep. So yeah, um, I think that Dodo anyhow. Dede, you reckon? All right, so yeah. that's so far we've got uh, Dede for the breakout and Tiles for the Jet of the Week. Uh, let's see who we want to wake up this week. Sorry, Nikki, I have to play that song because... Uh, you and I share a love of the living end. We do indeed. We do. Uh, and I was quietly head banging. <laughs> for mine, Source Jacobs is my vote for Wake Up this week. It's hard to argue with you. Oh, I'm going to because for me it's Matt Crouch. No, no. I had 34 touches. Jesus, no. I don't give a shit how many touches he gets if he's not interested in actually when they are running free not even attempting to chase, or if he does, it's like, oh, I can't catch him. Well, maybe Can you that's take him? It, maybe that's because it came back three weeks early from a hamstring. <laughs> Nicky, Nicky, Gorn had 12 possessions. Jacobs had six. Uh, no, Gorn look, had, no, Gorn I Gorn. really, Why? I don't care. Oh my I don't God. care. How can you argue with this woman? How can you? <laughs> Nick, you, you must accept that Crouch would have been very tender coming back off a one-week hamstring. There is I think clearly decided he didn't have a hamstring. No, but, it, well, he was out last week for some reason. So whether it's a hamstring or tendonitis, he's clearly not... If you're picked, you need to play, and he was doing Nikki, basic defensive stuff. And, and that's Nikki, my bugbear. That's my bugbear. Nicky, the guy no logic. might no logic have got whatsoever. picked, but that doesn't mean he's got the capacity to run. And anyway. the other half of what I was trying to say is, and Gorn had 45, 49 hit-outs to 21. Yeah. And have a look at the effective hit-outs. I think, I think Gorn had more effective hit-outs than Source had hit-outs in total. Yeah. 
Nicky, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong, Nick. Uh, thanks for playing, though. Um, and you can make up for it by giving us a decent bloody cock on board this week. Oh, I've got a doozy. <laughs> Go for it. Um, Redeem well, yourself. No, no, because it's my award, and normally this is for the award is for somebody who's done something stupid but often makes us laugh in the AFL. I'm going outside the AFL and giving it to the NFL for their piece of stupidity they did this week. NFL? Yep. What did they do? Well, they decided that when they play the national anthem, if players don't want to stand for that, they can go and hide in the locker room, or if they want to kneel as a protest for something else. No, they're not protesting the anthem, but protesting something else, which is what players have been doing, then they will find them. Mm. Uh, you oh. know what, Nikki? I don't give a shit about the NFL. <laughs> well, no, nobody <laughs> should anymore after they did that. We're in the middle of an AFL season and uh, we're governed by a body who's prone to make some ridiculous decisions. And the one that I want to give... The one that I want to give... The NFL... The one that I, oh yeah, well, the one that I want to give is the bloody MRP for not citing <laughs> Mason Cox. The one what? They didn't cite Mason Cox for that head high Richie Douglas bump on Friday night. It was exactly the same. Yeah, it exactly was exactly the same, and they didn't even cite him. It was ridiculous. Well, I think it's a bit more relevant than Nicky. <laughs> I think we can agree that Nikki's taken some sort of hallucinogenic drug. I said I was going to start with the AFL as, as a nomination, uh, the NFL as a nomination. And but partly why that is, is that we have Gil McLaughlin, who in every off-season always travels over to spend time with Roger Goodrell and the NFL and talks up how wonderful the NFL is an organisation and that's what we're trying to be like. And yeah. they are one of the worst fucking organisations out there. Yeah, not relevant to football. Sport. Not relevant. You're, Nikki, you're just about <laughs> getting a bloody nomination this week. Uh, it's, close, it's, I mean, yeah, but I still give it out at the end. You can nominate me as much as you like. I'm see, not going to give it to myself. See, la- yeah, but I can mute you. Um, last week we gave you credit where it was due. It was one of your better performances. But <laughs> yeah. if, if you can't back it up, I had a Mac. You- I'm having a Mac. Cra- I'm having a Mac crouch. <laughs> no, you're having tonight. a sauce, Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think you are spot on with the MRP. I mean, how many times have we nominated them? This year, supposedly it was fixed with my, with just Michael Christensen coming in, but he's not being consistent. No, he's, he's not. as inconsistent as he was last year. It's yeah, ridiculous. How can you I, not cite him? How can you not at least find the he guy? He had to. He had to be cited. I mean, it wasn't intentional. Willie, we do know no, he is a bit clumsy and he was trying to but he should have been cited for that. I know. It's, spot on. It's no different to, to Nick Nat Newey. If you're gonna cite if you're gonna report and suspend Nick Nat Newey because of a differential in body size that Nick Nat didn't take into account in the in the three nanoseconds he had to make a decision to tackle, then you can't turn around and excuse Mason Cox for being clumsy. Like it just drives me freaking insane. 100% yeah. right. Anyway. You, you are absolutely spot on. I also like the one that PJ put up too with Rucci. The outer in Shanghai was empty because the concrete isn't reinforced yet. <laughs> 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 and it was just another Rucci attempt to cover up for Port Adelaide, which incidentally, there's only I saw in today's paper, uh, they've been exposed because um, uh, what's the name? Uh, Carolyn Wilson. Caroline Wilson was, yes. I was trying to think who did it. It was Caroline Wilson kept claiming that they made a loss on those two games, and, yeah. and apparently they, they have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that they are pumping up those numbers. There's no way in the world that they were hiding thousands of people in hospitality tents. No way. But anyway, who gives yeah. a shit that's Port Adelaide? <laughs> Nikki, who's going to get it? Oh, it's got to be the MRP. MRP. I'm happy with your outcome. You You've saved it. She saved the day. Hey, yeah. that's what this is, is a democracy until I give out the award. <laughs>
What's happening with Rucci anyway, by the way, speaking of cock wumbles? Is he, is he football editor at large? Is he... Is he... What is no. he? Left well, right the word out? is he's been removed. He's, no, he's no longer the chief football writer. Uh, he is... He, he did. He write, calls himself sporting editor at large, which means he's in charge of nothing. Yeah, but there was a tagline on one of his articles last week where it was chief football writer or... I don't know. It was back to his... No, no. I don't know. No, I heard him say on the radio because uh, they asked him about it. Oh, really? He, yes. Uh, he has been... He is no longer the chief football, uh, football writer because hmm. they, they introduced him as a chief football writer. He said, no, I'm no longer that guy. They have that title. So um, did they explore as to why that was the case? Was it a demotion? It, it, it is a demotion. Um, did it, he say uh, that, did he? <laughs> he didn't put, quite say that, but he sort of put it in terms that made it clear that's what it was. And um, it apparently, which he, again, only sort of touched lightly on, was the fact that, it is because of his relationship with the Crows and the fact that they won't speak to him. That's fantastic. Fantastic. So, so they've outlasted him. Yeah, very I, good. The, I, I suggest that's what he thinks in his mind when more likely what it is is that there's been huge drop-offs in um, subscribers, etc. and there has been. So do you think it might have more to do with the fact that the uh, statute of limitations has dropped off on that incident that happened all those years ago with some one called Pierce Ackerman? That, uh, probably, I have. Probably that was the rumour as to why he was so Be protected. careful, be careful, be careful. Yeah. I said it was the rumour. Be careful. The rumour. <laughs> Because I know that the, there are ears on this program. I know that. So let's be very careful. Oh, yeah. Michelangelo, we're not suggesting anything uh, other no. than the fact that your we're relationship that with that's... Piers Ackerman was tumultuous and uh, certain outcomes may have... Apparently. <laughs> it was apparently tumultuous. Yeah. Oh, you know what I think Richie had? I think Richie had Piers Ackerman awareness. <laughs> and on that note, I think we should uh, tidy this no, up. No, I'm not going near it. No, very good. Thanks, everyone, on the chat for listening again. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, AFL Crowcast, our website, aflcrowcast.com. Tuesday Night Live on Tuesday with Pete and the crew. Look forward to your company then. Until then, thanks for listening and goodbye. Night all, and Sunday night's probably going to be later next week. Yeah, oh, yes, good night all.